Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 58, I got that one right, of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Scholes, and I'm going to toss it to the man to my left, Nick Manella. How are we doing? Doing well. I'm excited for this. It's our last episode before the season starts, so I'm ready to get this fucking thing rolling. I'm so jacked up that hockey's back, and I'm excited for these two divisions in particular, as I think most of our listeners are. Yeah, I'd say that's probably an accurate statement. Today we'll be covering the East Division and the North, a.k.a. Canada Division. And I'm going to toss it off to the man to my right, Mac Vogel. How are we doing, buddy? What's up? I'm doing well. Like Nick said, I'm really fired up particularly about these two divisions. I think, I think that uh, I'll probably be watching the most hockey from these two divisions throughout this season. Um, at least that's what I would expect just by looking on paper who's in these divisions. Um Obviously, the Caps are my team in the East, and then uh, what's not to love about an all-Canadian division? That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's always nice to uh, kind of see the people up north just beat the living <laughs> shit out of each other, so I'm not going <laughs> to complain about that. Um, so we're going to go through the East Division preview first. So for the East Division, we have the Boston Bruins, the Philadelphia Flyers, the Pittsburgh Penguins, your Washington Capitals, not mine but yours, New York Islanders, New York Rangers, Buffalo Sabres, and the New Jersey Devils. So, as you all can tell, you're probably scratching your head like, holy shit, that's quite a division, and you would be right. This is probably... I'm not even going to say probably. This is definitely the most loaded division, and that's not just an East Coast bias. You can read any article on NHL.com, and they'll pretty much agree with that statement. So, you guys want to start with Boston? Yeah. All right. So, we got the Boston Bruins. Uh, They lose Chara. But um, and they lost. They lost. That was pretty good. That right? was good. That was yeah, they lost good. Chara, and uh, they lost Tory Krug too. I mean, you could argue that the decor overall has weakened. Um, Charles been Charlie McAvoy's uh, D partner for most of his career, so going to be curious to see how McAvoy responds with uh, Big Z being gone. In my opinion, I think that their window is closing. It's definitely not closed. They definitely still have a lot of stars on that team that are getting into their mid thirties. Bergeron. Marchand, uh, those kind of guys. Um, and I think that they're still going to be contenders with the depth that they have on offense and the excellent goaltending that they're going to get from Tuka Rask. I'm curious to hear where you guys have them kind of fall in this season. I don't know. You know, you look at them and you think, okay, yeah, that core is aging a little bit. There's a couple pieces missing. You look at their forwards. They're not as deep as they used to be, uh, specifically bottom six. But... At the end of the day, these guys still have Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak. You know, I know he's he's dinged right now, I think, right? Is yeah. Pasta hurt? Yeah. He is. So, yeah, you know, obviously that's not a – it doesn't put him in an advantageous position to start the season. Good for word. Sure. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but, yeah, this is definitely a team that should be able to contend for a postseason run uh, every year pretty much. Yeah, and I don't think that this is an exception. I think they'll definitely be right up there competing for a playoff spot. Um, the tough thing is that, I don't know, I looking at their forward group and their decor, I feel like there's definitely a little bit of a question mark uh, in both. Um, the goaltending is, is as good as it gets, pretty much. Yep. I mean, you got Tuca, and you got, if anything goes wrong, God forbid, with Tuca, you got Yarrow, Halak back there. Um so that is more of an exclamation point than a question mark for me. But 
I don't know. You look through this lineup, and it's not nearly as scary as I as I as would expect when I just hear, "Oh, Boston Bruins." You're like, "Shit, yeah, they yeah. probably have a chance to win the division." I don't think they. I won't say they don't have a chance, but I I don't see them winning the division. I don't either. Um, not and, in a division like this. And I hate to say it, but uh, you know. We'll get there when we start talking about who's going to make it and who's not and, and who we think is going to win the division, of course. But you look at this division, you talked about how stacked it is. A good team will miss the playoffs from this East division, and I think it could be the Bruins. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, their top six, to me, looks solid. They First have, line's going to be all-world. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, And I do like the addition of Andre Kasha onto the second line as the right winger. I think that's a good role player for the Bruins. Yeah. And I think, you know, you can probably count on him for like what, close to 15, maybe 20. Yeah. In a, yeah. In, a in a, in an 82 game yeah. season, he'd probably get 15 to 20 tucks. I'd yeah. say somewhere in there. So av- average in whatever the reduction is for this year and uh, do the math. Cause I don't feel like doing it, but yeah, I Mac, I'm going to have to agree with you. I think that this team probably doesn't make the playoffs this year. Do either of you have uh the lineup pulled up in front of you right I now? Do. I do. Can you read me that <clears throat> decor just so I know I'm not missing anything in my brain? Yeah, but um, while I'm doing it, can you pull it up? Because I want you to read the last uh, left defenseman's yeah, I, name. I actually want to hear him. Um, so the top pairing you have is Jeremy Lazan and Charlie McAvoy. Uh, Lazan has sort of, you know, progressed a little bit slower than I think people would have liked to have thought. But, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see if working with a guy like McAvoy can help him, uh, you know, move a little bit forward. Then you have Matt Grizzlick and Brandon Carlo. Not bad. That's a solid second, you know, <laughs> second defensive pair that that doesn't, you know, really inspire a ton of confidence. But it's not the worst out there. And then on the last defensive pairing on the right, you have Connor Clifton and Harry. Who do you have on the left? Is this a joke? No, this is not a joke. Who who is that? What's his name? <laughs> All right, this is my best attempt. Yurho Vakaninian. 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 I think that's you're, pretty close. That's you're, pretty. You're ho Vakaninian. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're a ho. What'd you call me? Yeah, <laughs> really. Oh my god, this yeah. poor kid. It's like Urho Vakaninian. Yeah. Can you imagine like having to do like some type of credit card transaction via phone? Can you please spell your last name, sir? And that's just that. You're yeah. dead. V a a k a n a i. Yeah. I mean, holy shit. Oh, I I definitely think that the uh, the the decor um, has taken a hit and. Definitely my English is being challenged as the further we get into this episode. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I don't think that name's English. So I think we're, uh, yeah. Mm, yeah, food brain. Yeah, there food you go. Food brain. <laughs> I'm fresh off three tacos yeah. and a big-ass thing of rice. So. Bottom line, decor is going to be a question for these guys. The, obviously, <laughs> bottom six is going to be a problem. I agree with Mac. I don't think they're making the playoffs. Wow. Yeah, we'll get into – let's let's save that for the end of the div- the division. I want to I want to hear some, some thoughts on okay. that. Okay. Uh, next up, we have the Philadelphia Flyers. In my opinion, this entire season is going to come down to two things. Will Claude Giroux not suck? And will <laughs> Carter Hart be incredible like he has been? Uh, see what he's got up his sleeve in his sophomore campaign where he's fully, you know, the number one goalie. He's the guy. He's proven it. He had a good playoff run. Um, you know, they should be competitive I would honestly say as much as this pains me to say it out loud I think they're the most complete team in the division I I am concerned from top to bottom the defense is sick the forward core is deep they have a the best goalie under the age of 25 in the league 
And you could argue yeah. he's going to probably be a top 10 goalie this season, I would say. I, I think that's safe to say. And I think it'll be interesting to see how he does with the shortened season. Does that help him? Does it hurt him? But, yeah, this is a very, very scary team when you look at them. Uh, you know, obviously being my focal point being on the Metro because that's where my interests lie. Yeah, I'm not psyched about the idea of having to play this team, you know, eight or nine times in the season. And it's... It's guys all up and down the lineup. Couturier's look great. That's your first line center. Voracek's a pain in the ass. That's your first line right winger. Kevin Hayes is. Sick. I think I've said this a thousand times, but if I could add one player to the Caps that wasn't like a superstar, like a McDavid, McKinnon, Hayes. it would be Kevin Hayes. No, no questions asked. Such a good player. Yeah. Total workhorse. And then like guys like you know you get Lindblom back, so there's like a huge adrenaline shot. You yep. get Travis Konechny, who had a great year. Morgan Frost and Joel Farabee are only going to get better. Yep. And then James Van Riemsdyk, who's just sort of you know steady Eddie third line park his big ass in front of the net and tip pucks so. great third line winger. yeah and then when you look at the back end they still got <clears throat> Proveroff and Philip Myers and then when they on their second unit this is the one I really like Travis Sanheim and they still got the ghost Gustafson yeah or not Go- no I'm sorry that's Gustafson Bear, not yeah. the ghost I got no, my I think bringing confused. in Eric Gustafson was such a sweet move for what them. is yeah. up with yeah. ghost is he where the yeah, hell is I he? don't think he's signed as of right now. He's just like a free agent or some shit? I think so. I, I don't know weird. if he's – I think he might be RFA, though. Well, Gu- Guffs- Gustafson oh. came from Chicago, or he played in yeah, Chicago. Yes. Yeah, He's good. Yeah. No, he's a good he's puck mover. St- solid second-pair guy for sure. And I like Justin Braun on the third unit, too. Yeah, yeah. he came from our, our pal San Jose, huh? Yeah. 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 So, I mean – Robert Haig. Yep. I mean, they're a good team. There's no way around it. For and, sure. I mean – Giroux's gonna have to be better. That's yeah. that's honestly yeah. they're probably fine with him plateauing the way he has, but big but if he does get better and if he does bring his game back to what it was in what what was it twenty the early twenty ten twenty tens when Laviolette said he was the best player in the league, that's yeah. when everyone needs to really go, Okay, look out. That really jumps them from a you know, maybe like a tier one A contender to like a bonafide tier one Stanley Cup champion contender. Well, to put in perspective, 2017-2018 season, he had 102 points. Yeah. And then last or two years ago, he had 85 points in 82 games. Still very respectable. And then last season, I, I just don't know what happened, but in 69 games played, nice number. Nice. Um, 53 points. Yeah, that's not good enough. No, nah, especially when you're the one captain and two supposedly the star player on the team. I mean, that's right. barely more than he had the first year. Well... <clears throat> No, never mind. But either way, <laughs> it's okay. still, it's, food it's, brain. it's not enough, yeah, bottom food line. Brain. <laughs> food brain. For, so that's like a thing. Like people know what food brain is if I say it on yeah. here. People know. Yeah. Like you eat you know, a ton like of food. You know, like when you're at work and like you go, let's say you go for lunch at noon. Um, I'm dead after. Exactly. Like it, it takes at least two more cups of coffee between noon and 2 p.m. to get you to do anything. And then basically <laughs> from that 2 p.m. to 5 window, you're just like, oh my God, like I can't do anything yeah and, and no I, and I have to shit i'm i'm not disputing anything you're saying and i would have to shit probably a thousand times if i had two cups of coffee so the bowel cleaner yeah um yeah i mean i think philly's probably the best team on paper in the division i think that's probably i think fair that's to a say. that's a fair assessment so it's definitely going to be interesting to see how things pan out for them and um obviously they've sort of i think the name of the game for them as you could say this with every other team but stay healthy they've had a couple you know, Giroux. Yeah, Giroux. And then, like, I, I know it's not something that he can control, but, like, Nolan Patrick had his thing where it kept him out of the lineup for pretty much most of last year. So uh, as long as these guys stay healthy, they are going to be at the at the top of the food chain in this division for sure. 
Yep. Uh, <clears throat> up Sox next, penguins. <laughs> up next, we got. No, I want. I want. You know what? I like hearing your guys' feedback because I'm it's the team we hate. You. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. Um, all right. So up next, we got the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, obviously, my team. Going to be an interesting year. I'm not really sure how confident I am in their ability to to kind of get in the top four here, but we'll see. So uh, for me, there's a couple things that stand out. Obviously. You know, the Capitals love to steal our ex-players, but we just stole so your ex-head coach. <laughs> so yeah. sign up. <laughs> yeah. So we uh, – nah, nah, I'm okay. Um, so obviously Todd Reardon has come back to Pittsburgh after his stint as Washington's head coach. So he will be manning the defensive core and the power play as the assistant coach like he did previously. Curious to see how that pans out because the Penguins are way too loaded at least – you know, with their talent, not necessarily depth, to have a bad power play. And it really just shit the bed in the playoffs against Montreal, which is unacceptable. So I'm curious to see, one, how Reardon uh, changes the power play, and two, you know, how he can kind of get our defensive core to get back intact because that's kind of been the biggest gripe against the Pens um, in recent seasons. It's kind of been a gripe since, you know, the crosby Malkin era started. I'm curious to see how Kapanen fits into the top six. You know, Kasperi Kapanen was obviously our first-round pick in 2015, and then we traded him and a bunch of other shit for Phil Kessel. It worked out well, <laughs> but um, now he's back in Pittsburgh. He's that right-handed shot that we need on the power play, that we need on the top six. They really haven't found an answer on how to replace Kessel since he left. So I'm I'm curious to see how he – fits in it sounds like he's going to be starting with Crosby instead of Malkin which I find kind of interesting we'll see how that plays out I'm not totally sure uh and then probably the biggest factor is Matt Murray is gone thank god um Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith they've both got something to prove they've both had stretches in their career where they've had like 10 games where they play really well and they show glimpses that they can be number ones guess we'll find out uh, they could both suck. I don't think they will. I think Jari's ready. It wouldn't surprise me if the Smith ends up beating him out, but I think one of these guys is going to pan out to be uh, the number one and hopefully a good one at that. I, I've seen glimpses. I have hope. And based on what Jari did in game four against the Canadians to end the season, I'm I'm thinking he's probably going to be the one. And uh, lastly, Malkin's just got to have as good of a year as he did last year. He's kind of He's been inconsistent over the last like four years in terms of sometimes he's injured, sometimes he cares, sometimes he plays defense, sometimes he doesn't even try on face-offs. So a little consistency this year like he had last year would be nice. That's my soliloquy. Who, in your opinion, if like the Penguins make the playoffs and it started tomorrow, who's starting in goal for you? I'd have to say Jari. Okay. I, 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 people don't remember to Smith because it was two seasons ago, but people thought he was the next Jari. Gotcha. And then I don't really know what happened. Uh and then Jari's kind of come onto the scene. But given that he made the All-Star game, granted, like I've said a million times, my left nut could make the All-Star game because fan votes are awesome. Right. Uh, but I think it's going to be Jari. Sure. What uh, I, I'm looking at the, the lineup now. Uh, top six looks great, as yep. usual, which is you yeah. know, fucking frustrating. But um, bottom six, McCann, Jankowski, Lafferty, that's your third line. Sevier, mm-hmm. Bluger, Tanev, that's your fourth. I like Tanev's game a lot. Tanev's good. Yeah. Tanev's good. Lafferty can take a next step. He's kind of got mm-hmm. that big body. He had one goal against the Caps, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. A fucking bomb of a wrister coming down the coming down the wing full yeah. speed. He's, he's shown glimpses. McCann, 
he kind of tapered off last season. He's capable of putting up some numbers. He can carry a third line himself. I think he's talented enough. But yeah, the I the bottom six is I don't want to say bad. It's suspect. Okay. Yeah. It's suspect. That's a good way to put it. I think I'm so used to looking at the Penguins <laughs> um, daily faceoff projected four lines and just seeing tons of names that just I'm scared of. You know, you see Crosby, Malkin, Hornquist, Kessel over the years. Yeah. Even guys like. You know, Benino is a cap killer and Haglin. Exactly. But, you know, I look at this roster now and there's really only three guys that I am straight on, on the forward group that I'm straight up like that's trouble. And I'm sure you can guess that's Crosby, Malkin, and Gensel. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I, do you want to guess who my, f- I can't even believe I, this, is, this is such an oxymoron, but my favorite Penguins player, like if I could take one player from this team and have him on the caps. Besides, you know, obviously not. Besides Cosby those Malkin, three. Yeah, Jason yeah. Zucker. Zucker, I was going to say. No. Nope. Brian Rust. Yes. Okay. He's Brian good. Brian Rust. I, I've yeah. always loved his his gameplay. I think he's got a great, gritty aspect. And, you know, on a lot of teams, I feel like he would be a third liner, but he totally has the ability to be a second line guy, too. He had a career year last year. He put up some points. He was, I, I he's valuable. He's he might have really had 20 player. goals. I can't remember. I, I don't know if he did, but. Um, he's fast too. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's suspect the bottom six. They they have something to prove. It's not like I'm gonna sit here and say, oh, we're fine. Like blah blah blah. Um, we'll see. I don't know the defense. I love Marino. I think he's gonna be a stud. I love the signing they just had. Latang is just all over the place. It seems like lately within the last two seasons. The defense is suspect too. Yeah. I was gonna say your your third pair with Matheson and Cece. Um, Horrible. I, I don't, you know, horrible. I don't, I don't think Matheson's all that horrible. CC scares me a little bit more than he does in terms of, you know, if yeah. I was in your shoes. <clears throat> What's your sort of like bottom line going into this year? Um, I would say that I think we will. I th- I think we will make the four seed. I'm not very confident above that. I okay. would say a realistic spot for us is probably either the fourth or fifth seed in this division. I'm going to say fourth because I'm being hopeful, but it could be fifth. I mean, I, I kind of am with you and Mac where I think Boston, I think they're the Vegas favorites to win the division. I don't think they're no anywhere. Way. I don't think they're going to be there. I don't either. So we'll we'll see. Um We'll give our division picks here at the end, but I uh, think the pins will squeak in. I okay. honestly see Boston and – and Pittsburgh is comparable in that yeah. they're both like kind of bubble teams, in my opinion. Like yeah. could could sneak in, might miss. It's going to be right. so tight. Like that sixth through, I think up through third, I think is probably going to be split by yeah, four points. I think. So and the too. scary part is both teams, if like we're like saying like oh bubble and this, but the second one of them gels, it's like oh shit. Yep. Like, yeah, it, it, it's it's like a train. Yeah, right. it just comes. Well, out again, what we talked about with when I was talking about how the Knights might win that division last episode, it's interesting to see how these teams will respond to a shorter season because I think that the Penguins have been another team in the past that sometimes get out to a slower start and then Always. and then mm-hmm. pick shit up halfway through and and end up making it second or third in the division, but they're not going to be able to afford to do something like that this year. So Absolutely. we'll see if they can adjust to that or not. Uh, to play the opposite of that, Harry, do you see them moving anyone at the deadline? Um, I'm trying to think of – I mean, I, I would hope that they don't, don't – they're not going to touch the core. So if it was to no, be – No, no, no. Like, I, mean, I like don't a, think so. I mean, maybe like a Teddy Bluger okay. on the fourth line I could see that. Sure. They're not going to move Tanev. 
maybe McCann. There was a little rumors about that. I'd say Bluger and McCann. Is Latang in a contract year? Yeah. It, so there's a lot of speculation about Do you what think happens. that if somehow, which I don't expect this, but if somehow the Penguins are not where they should be come trade deadline, do you think that'd be an option to move him or no? Latang and someone else for like a. I would say it's an option, but I I just don't yeah. think that I don't think I don't think they'll actually do it. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah. Okay, it is All what right. it is. Um, let's move on to the Washington Capitals. I will let uh, the two fans here take the floor, and I'll give my thoughts at the end. All right. Well, not having Hank sucks. Uh, yeah. Definitely puts a lot of pressure on Sammy. I think we were all sort of psyched to have, you know, Hank mentor this young goaltender a little bit and work with him and, you know, you know, do a little 60-40 load share, maybe a little bit closer to 70-30. But um, these are the cards you dealt, and we wish Hank the best. Hopefully he gets well soon. They bring in a guy like Connor Sherry, which I think is a huge bump. Uh, and I think that's great that they did that because, in my opinion, aside from the defense, which was a, abysmal in the postseason last year, the Caps' biggest problem was bottom six. Yeah, they were just getting run over by the Islanders' bottom six, who were just you know grinding them to an absolute pulp. But uh, yeah, I really like that move. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. With you know, we've touched on the fact that they're going into camp with basically nine defensemen. It'll be interesting to see what that core looks like as the season gets underway. Yeah, honestly, on paper, I hate to say it because I'm going to sound like a homer, but like the Caps are kind of stacked. If you look at, I mean, here's the thing: down the middle, we are one of the deepest teams in the league for I, sure. I think, and and that's how we won the cup too. Yeah. Um, now, granted, you know, we have Nick Dowd now instead of Beagle, but besides that, we're the same down the middle as we were in 2018. Uh, but I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a better four centers than Kuznetsov, Backstrom, Eller, and Nick Dowd, who I think, by the way, has really come a long way. Yes. And I feel pretty confident with Nick Dowd as our fourth-line center. I do, too. I, I like a lot of his game. Uh, I think, you know, looking at the bottom six in terms of players that I need to see more out of this year, I'm looking at guys like Richard Ponick. I was just going to say, he's the one He's the one guy in that bottom four, I mean, besides Sherry, because I haven't seen him play for the Caps right. yet, of course, but you're looking at Ponick, Haglin, Dowd, and Hathaway. Out of those four guys, I want more from Ponick, for yeah, sure. definitely. He I mean, they is went supposed out. to be somebody that can snipe, yes. somebody that can score goals, and I haven't totally seen that from him no and I know he was dinged up a little bit last year but still that's definitely something that they need to see more out of and I wouldn't be surprised that if that doesn't really start to pan out if he's in and out so um not really sure who they would bring in maybe one of the youngsters maybe a guy like Brian Pino or um something like that but uh the defense looks solid you know on paper God knows what it's going to look like on opening night I think for sure we know that Orlov Carlson Dylan and Schultz will be in the lineup uh, I would assume so. I'm assuming Chara. I'm assuming Chara's in the lineup opening night. I think with bringing in a guy like that, you just sorta I don't want to say you have to put him in, but I think he's going to I think he's going to crack. I would that imagine lineup. Chara and TVR, I think yeah. I mean as far as I'd say it's probably fair. Depth yeah. goes, I think those guys are above Ferravari and Ledoux. and Kempney. And can, well, Kempney I don't right. think will be ready to go by Same. opening night as far as his injury right. stands. Um 
And as far as the goaltending, I mean, that's probably our biggest question mark is just are we going to be okay without Holtz this year? And I know Sammy was dealing with a little bit of an ailing injury over the Mm -hmm. course of these past couple months, but uh, sounds like he's good to go. I know he's been skating uh, since the Caps opened up camp just a couple days ago. Um, But I I expect Vitek Manacek to be our number two guy. I know they – did a professional tryout for Craig Anderson. And I know we've got our boy Zach Fucali and we got Phoenix Copley in the system as well, but I would expect Vanacek to be our number two guy unless maybe only thing I could get in the way of that I would say is if Anderson Lights really shows yeah. them something in camp that they feel good or, or that they really think he could be of a lot of help to Sammy yeah. somehow. And in, in as far as mentoring goes, this is going to be interesting. Like, I mean, if they carry Anderson as their third, basically to do that for Sammy, um, I think that could be beneficial, yeah. but you know, obviously a guy like Anderson has a ton of NHL experience. Uh, Vitek Vanacek does not, to my knowledge, have a game in the show yet so far. And uh, I think that's something to keep your eye on. I think obviously right now going into the season, I think the biggest thing to look out for is what's the impact of Peter Laviolette going to be on this team. This was the hands down, you know, bigger than Hank in the off season, bigger than Char in the off season. This was the big move for this team. Reardon out, Laviolette in. So, you know, not only is this going to be a good fit, what sort of system are they going to be playing? And please, for the love of God, like fix the power play. Yeah, because I... I definitely am most excited to see just what Laviolette's Capitals look like. Yeah. Um, um, that's the main reason I've been so excited about getting hockey going again yeah. is I'm just an- anxious to see what we look like under a new coach. Because this should be a match made in heaven. I think so. Yeah. Harry, any thoughts? You guys suck. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. Caps are good. The Caps are good. They're better than the Pens. They're better than a lot of, a lot of teams. Um, whatever. That's it. That's that's Alrighty. that's, that's uh, the I expect this team to contend for a playoff spot. I expect this team to make a, a playoff push. Um, Shut up. Uh, no, I do. I think with this lineup, no, I know, but like I don't want to hear it. I'm not saying you're lying to okay. yourself. <laughs> I expect them to be in the top four. That's, yeah, that's I, what I'll I, say. I would be shocked. If I they concur. Were. Yeah. <laughs> Ov under o, over under fifty six games. I'll say over under thirty goals. Over 32. Yeah, okay. I think okay. just barely over. I'm going to okay. say like 34, 35, something like that. He's pissed because Bettman and Evan Rona are fucking up his chance to catch Gretz, so he's going to go out and he's dump. He's going to have to make up for He's going to go time. get 56 and 56 this year. <laughs> I will literally eat this hat live on. If, like, uh, if, I'll get an OnlyFans account and eat this hat. If, if OV gets 50 goals in 56 games, will you get his number tattooed on your butt? That's Yo, a deal. deal. That was a handshake. That's a deal. deal. Okay. Deal. There's no way. Okay. 50 and 56? Okay. okay. I mean, okay. I'm not disputing. 50 and 56. Yeah. Not 56 and 56. No, 50, 50, and, 56. 50 and 56. Okay. That would be like getting like 70 and 82. There's yeah. no, 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 there's no True. way. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. Okay. No. Yeah, it's definitely. Well, what happens if he doesn't get it? What happens to you? You don't have to get tat, but. I, I don't know. I'm not going to. You're going to get tatted. You're going to get him tatted. you going to get him or something. What? You're going to do your laundry or something. Yeah. I don't know. You're going to get him tatted on your ass anyway. I'm uh, thinking about it. But. Yeah, <laughs> um, all right, moving on to Nick's favorite part of the country, the Long Island. How we doing, Islanders fans? Well, you guys are up next. 
Uh, but the problem is, is that your star player is still not reporting to camp because <laughs> you guys haven't signed him. Yeah, Matt um, Barzell's still an RFA. That's butthole puckering time if you're an Islanders yeah. fan. Tian, you listening? Yeah, Mike. Yikes. I don't know. That doesn't sound good. So, um, my big question is: I feel like whenever we talk about the Islanders or anybody talks about the Islanders, it's always Trotz. Can he? Can he pull it off with his system in this game or this series or whatever? I don't know if that's going to work when you've got 56 games against, like, the most loaded division in the league. I don't want to dismiss them because everybody does that every year and it never works. Yeah, it worked out well last year. But it's, like, so hard not to, but I don't know. I I don't think dismissing is the right word. I think you're you're right in your, uh, you know – hesitation to just accept the fact that the trot system is going to be as effective as it was last year. So obviously let's, you know, barring some unforeseen circumstances, I would assume that Matt Barzell is going to be signed soon. Let's assume that the top three, him, Anders Lee, Jordan Eberle stay the same. Yep. You start to go down this roster, and all these guys were really pretty solid last year. You know, they might not be yeah. that impressive in terms of stats, but these guys can really, you know, they can rise to the occasion. Dump it in and go get it. They're just so good about doing that stuff. So I think this team is one that you just can't <laughs> overlook. But I do agree with you in the sense that, you know, what can we expect from this team this year? It's hard to say. I'm wondering what the the loss of a guy like Devon Taves will do that defense because that defense was so good last year and he was a huge piece of that. But yeah, yeah, I think that... Boychuk gone too. Boychuk's gone as well. uh, So I don't know. But even still, I mean, you look at that defensive core now and you got Pelic and Pulak and you got Letty and Mayfield and you got Thomas Hickey and Noah Dobson. That's not bad. Not bad. It's still not bad. It doesn't feel like there's two big holes there. No, it really doesn't. So I think this team, you know... If they didn't make the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised. But also, if they made the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised. Same. If that makes sense. I feel the exact same way. It's so. just so hard to pin down a team like this, especially in the weird circumstances of this division, especially with a 56-game season. I truly don't know what to expect, which I know all you listeners are probably like, what the hell, I'm literally listening to this show for advice, analysis. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> goaltending. They don't have Grace, so you're going to be riding Varley with Sororkin backing him up. So that's not as strong as it was. But, uh, you know, I don't expect this team to be a one or two in this division. But if they were a three, four, five, that's sort of where I see them going. I would agree. I feel like like every team is a three, four, five almost. Except the the Devils. (laughs) Well, yeah, except except the Devils. God, I can't believe we even have to – Talk about the Devils. I know. I do it fast. We'll get it over. I will say, I think the (laughs) Islanders, assuming they get Barzell signed, which is kind of a big deal, um, they are very deep at the center position. Barzell, Brock Nelson, who's just a pain in the ass to every single team in the league, uh, Jean-Gabriel Peugeot, and then uh, Casey Sezikis. That's pretty nasty. Love Sezikis. Yeah. Very good player. Uh, All righty. I think we're going to move on now to probably the scariest team here and probably the biggest wild card, the New York Rangers. All eyes on the rookie Lafreniere. All eyes on the rookie. So what is he going to do in his first year? We're hearing a lot of comparisons to some pretty big names. Um, The Rangers are loaded. 
They're absolutely loaded, and not necessarily with. Well, here's the thing: Are they loaded with talent that's going to hit this year, or is it going to take another year or two to hit? Tough to say. This I, is another fully healthy team, too. Dude, this I think. is the biggest X factor because this this team is the one who could fuck up like the traditional rankings of like, oh, the Caps, Pens, and Bruins are all really good. Like this, these, this is the team that's going to mess it up. And I think we both kind of. I think all three of us know they're probably going to mess it up. Start spreading the news. Yeah, yes. really. <laughs> You're making the playoffs. <laughs> like, yeah. You think? I think so. You think they make the playoffs? Yeah, I think so. I think they go in as like a three or four. God, I don't know. This I think they may, I think they go. Uh, I'm going to save my predictions at the end. Yeah. I'm going to save okay. it. But, um, yeah, Lafreniere is obviously the big name here. Zabina Jet had a monster year last year. Chris Kreider's still good. Panarin's yeah. legend. It's Panarin's being talked about as a top five player. Listen, which if if Kako can have a good year, if guys like Philip Heedle can can stay steady, Eddie, I mean, they totally have the pieces to make the playoffs. Ryan Strom, solid. Fo- yeah. Adam Fox gets another year under his belt. The defense is sketchier. That's where it's going to be made or broken. Yes. I think. Yeah, I don't really mind. I I think the goal. Well, I know Shesterkin's good. You got Tony D'Angelo, you got like Jacob Truba. And these guys got exposed in the playoffs. Yeah. For lack of yeah. a better they word. They did. Yeah. No, you're right. And Mark came on and said, Yeah, you know, look what happened. We we got Granted, a little exposed. That was a good Canes team that there was yeah. no way yes. they were losing that yeah. series. Like yeah. from the get go. There was just no way. Well, me and Nick thought otherwise, but you got okay. it right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we ate our wallets ate it. Yeah. I, I think the Rangers are very good. And I think their forward core is are very very good. They will be a big pain in the ass. Trubo on the back end, along with Fox, Tony D, all those guys. It, it, it's intimidating. I will. I say. think though the third pairing for the Rangers is like one of the sketchiest third pairings. Yeah, in the league. you just don't. Uh, Keandre Miller and Brendan Smith. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, I don't know. Third pairings are hard to judge. Cause I guess so. They all are kind of trash weird yeah a little bit <laughs> for lack of a better term yes it's always um, like some random ass guys on right. the third pairing you're like this guy's still kicking around I, I i think shesterkin has his chance to really really shine for an entire season yeah. and he's you know now that hank's gone and he's he's gonna have the spotlight so let's see i i think goaltending's gonna probably be the biggest x factor i have no doubt that they're gonna put the puck in the back of the net i don't know why i'm like i'm looking at this lineup right now i'm like huh the Rangers could use like a third pair of defensemen. The Caps have a lot of them. Hey, New York, Trevor Van Riemsdyk and one of our forwards for like Philip Heedle or something. Yeah, I'd be for it. Yeah. Well, I'll say this about the goaltending for NYR. I think that the tandem of Shesterkin and Georgiev is the best out of the following three, which I consider to be uh, basically I'm gro- I'm grouping the Rangers goaltending situation into the same as the caps and the penguins, because they, but all those three, all three of those teams basically have two goalies that are like not quite proven, but yes. expected to be good. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think Shesterkin and Georgiev is a better tandem than Jari and Smith and is a better tandem than Samsonov and Vanacek. I agree. What do you think Kako does? I think he takes another step forward. I know he was being criticized a lot last year. Um, holy shit, the Russians might have tied this game. Hang on. Um, <laughs> sorry, we're we're recording this in as the uh, bronze medal game of the World Juniors is coming to an end. 
Uh, what were we talking about? I my brain just went. Kako. Oh yeah. Step so, forward. So him and Hughes got so much flack last year, and I'm like, they're 18 and 19 years old, and they're playing against guys that could literally be their parents. Like, can you like shut up and let them, you know, get acclimated to the league? Uh, so I think he takes another step forward. I think now it's sort of going to be shitty for him because everyone's going to compare him to Laffy, like who's progressing quicker or something, and especially in a market like that, they're going to be. Um, under the microscope, but I think he takes another step forward. I don't know how big that step's going to be, but I think he proves himself to be a vital player on that team this year. Okay. Mac? I would Sam? agree. Ditto? Yeah, I think so. Well, ditto. Okay. All righty. Um, and the last two teams, the Devils, really not going to spend too much time on them. Um, Hughes has to have a better season. He was a rookie last year, so I'm not going to hold it against him too, too much, but uh, for the amount of praise that he was getting, Finland just won. Mm-hmm. Puck line. Nobody cares. Um, <laughs> for the for the amount of <laughs> sorry for the amount of love he was getting pre-draft. I mean, kind of a disappointing year. Also a weird year, just in general. Uh, I think the Devils will finish last. I don't really want to spend too much time on them. This I, is a minor league team. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. I'm looking at their lineup. This is like a bunch of guys that were in the NHL and then now they're not. Andy, but they're like the best minor. Andy Green. You know who's right? sick though? Who? Nico Heischer. He is That's sick. true. Yeah, That's he is true. sick. He is but sick. I mean, I'm I'm looking at like like Kyle Palmieri's still there. Travis right. Zajac is still there. That's Are you crazy. Kidding Outside me? of Heischer and Jesper Bratt, this team is just like, ugh. dude. The okay. D is like. Well, Butcher's <gasps> not bad. Butcher's not bad, but then, like, okay, that P.K. Subban trade worked out. Not, but, not, um, no. you know, Connor Carrick, like, I like Connor, but it, yeah. no. God, this this actually might be one of the most boring teams in the NHL. Yeah. And I think one of the worst things is, like, if this team was in, let's say, the Central, they could maybe do something. They would not finish last. No. I think they would finish, I don't know. Fifth or sixth, exactly. maybe. division's too good. This team is yeah. going to get pummeled. Yeah. However, they could be a thorn in the side of a couple of teams here and there, stealing a game or two, and and like just cheating those teams out like of points the that they really hard. need. They they do. They, they do. actually they like every time I bet the Caps total fucking pain in the ass I, for the Caps. I, I, I'm it, shitting on them. But one they're game probably going to beat us at least twice. Five nothing in the second period. Yeah. It was so fucking frustrating. But and uh, there's your there there it is. <laughs> I, I will say this: I don't have a ton of confidence in Corey Crawford as a starting goaltender either. Mm, no. no. So not. Not in a new setting like no, that. I think honestly, had he gotten like one more year with the Hawks or yes. something, he maybe could have like bared down, like found yeah. his game. I mean, he looked fucking good in yeah. the playoffs. Call but. me crazy. I like Crawford and Blackwood are the tandem here. If Blackwood had gone to the Hawks, I had so much more faith in that tandem versus Crawford going to the Devils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So makes sense. That does it for New Jersey. Uh, moving on. So next, yeah, yeah. really. <laughs> Uh, we got the Buffalo Sabres on deck. Obviously, other than Petrangelo, you could argue that Taylor Hall was the biggest fish in the offseason, and they landed him on a one-year deal. Um, Eichel for MVP? Not sure. He's getting a lot of love, rightfully so. Been a fan of his since the start. Uh, they got the young guns, so Olafson had a really good season yet last year. We got to see if he can kind of keep that production up this year, especially on the power play. And I would expect Rasmus Dahlin to have a much better campaign than he did last year. Not saying it was bad, but um, he's definitely skilled enough to, in 56 games, 
think he could be like a 35, 40-point guy. I see that. I, I think that's probably a fair assessment. Uh, Jeff Skinner, I was really hard on him last year. I called that he would have a shitty season and would get plagued by injuries, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, that being said, I don't hate him. Um, can he get back to his 40-goal form in an 82-game season? I'm not sure. He can. I don't think so. Can he stay healthy? I feel like he's kind of a Band-Aid. And goaltending is still a major issue. So Might be the worst goaltending in the league. Yeah. It's up there. You want to read the goalies off for... Uh... That would be Linus Ulmark and Carter Hutton. I'll say this. Yeah. It's the most unproven goaltending yes. in the league. Like yeah. I just have no idea what the hell they're going to do. I don't know why. I don't have a ton of confidence in this defense core. I, no. But like you look at like Jake McCabe, not bad. Rasmus Ristolainen, decent. Rasmus mm. Dahlin, sick. Colin Miller's not horrible. And then like Henry Jokiharu and then Brandon Montour. I just, for whatever reason, I just don't have a ton of confidence in them. No. But this is a team that like, if it gets going in a short season, this could work out really, really well for them. They don't have to be that good for that long right. to make the playoffs. But this is sort of a baptism by fire. Of I mean, them. look they're at on, last year. They, they yeah. had a really good streak. Yes, they're trending up, but... I think they really would prefer to have stayed in that old Atlantic division instead of being yeah. tossed into totally. a volcano like this Cause, division. Because so. in that past division, now, like, I mean, I'm not going to say they can compete with, like, the Bruins, but they're they're on a much closer spectrum yes. than they have been in years past. Yeah. You look at the forward group here, it's not that bad. It's really it's not. It's really not that bad. Like, they've got... They've got some pieces. I love that they added Eric Stahl. I yeah. think that's a really cool move for that's them. That's a good move. Um, but again, in, in this competitive division, there's just no way they end up in the top four. So No. Nick, um, you want to spew your tagline out here? Because I kind of like it. Uh, yeah, drink every time Gord Miller says the workhorse from White Horse. Uh, <laughs> so I think it's, after watching this World Juniors, I think it's really likely we're going to see Dylan Cousins in a Sabres uniform this year. Yeah, and he's been quite nasty. So uh, we'll see what he does tonight in the gold medal game. Go USA, as yep. always. All right, fellas, let's uh, let's give some picks out here. So I want to ask you, here's the first question. Who you got as a division winner? And before you answer... For the Vegas odds, we have the Bruins at plus 250, the Flyers at plus 300, the Penguins at plus 450, the Caps at plus 500, the Islanders at plus 600, the Rangers at plus 700, the Sabres at plus 1,000, and the Devils at plus 1,600. Nick, who's your division winner? The Philadelphia Flyers will win this division. Okay. Plus 300? Yep. Mac? Well, well, well. Uh, you know what? This is supposed to be a gambling pick, something that I might even put my own money on. The Capitals will win this division. Oh, I like it. I have the Caps winning the division. Okay, interesting. I do. I think at plus 500, I think one, it's, it's a, a great, great value. value. But yeah. I, I can't – I, I, this sounds weird because I'm a Pens fan. I don't understand how the Penguins have better odds than you guys. We so we talked about this before we started. The odds for this division are so out of whack, all messed up. Yeah, I mean, Caps at plus five hundred, fourth best odds to win the division. I, I think that's a good pick, and I also I do really think that the Capitals will win the division. I, I don't know how else to put it. Now, the four teams who make the playoffs, who you got in no order. In no order. Doesn't matter the order. You, I mean, you obviously have Philly because you think they're going to Flyers, win. Caps, Penguins. Rangers. Wow. Okay. I think 
Flyers, Caps, Penguins. I do think the Bruins will sneak in at that fourth fourth thing. I know I was hating on them earlier, saying they definitely could miss, and they definitely could. But I I think they'll sneak in, and I think the Rangers and Islanders will have some issues to work out in the offseason. I might be crazy. I know I, <laughs> I know I said Philly's like sick, and they're the best team on paper. But I I just got a gut feeling. I'm gonna go Caps, Pens, Rangers. Bruins. Wow. Wow. I'm going to kick Philly out. Okay. All right. I'd love to see it. I And I think that's... Philly is better than Pittsburgh. There's no doubt. I just... I think your pick like perfectly sums up... Well, all of ours do, really. Yeah. Perfectly sums up this division. What could All happen, the other ones, yeah. it's like, okay, that team is winning that division. Yeah. That team's coming in yeah. second. This one, who the fuck knows? Philly is more proven. They're better than Pittsburgh. But it's like one of those things, you don't bet against... Tom Brady. You don't bet against yeah. LeBron James. Well, and this is going to be you one of those classic things where it's literally just going to be who happens to be in first, second, third, and fourth place when 56 games are done with, yeah. you know? Yeah. And had we been playing 82, maybe it'd be totally fucking different, but... I could be so wrong. I mean, I know, listen, I said Philly's the best team on paper in the division. I just... I, it's a gut feeling, so we'll see. I do think the... Ra- like I said, the Rangers... Yeah. The Rangers. There is one thing that we do know out of this division, and that's the Devils aren't making the playoffs. So let's just go <laughs> ahead and leave it at that, and yeah. then we'll look smart. If there's odds for uh, to pick which team comes in last place in, in the division, yeah. hammer the Devils' money line. For sure. Uh, not money line, but, you know. Whatever you know their what I mean. thing is. Yeah, yeah. Whatever their thing is. Yeah. Um, all righty. So let's move on to the Canadian division, a.k.a. the North division. Uh, but before we do, uh, this division preview is brought to you by Brackish Life. Let's take a minute to talk about Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh, Brackish Life. Brackish Life has also teamed up with Rink to Reef Chesapeake Bay to preserve the area many of us call home. Rink to Reef repurposes broken hockey sticks into oyster restoration habitats. Brackish Life donates a portion of their proceeds to Rink to Reef to further preserve the beautiful Chesapeake Bay area. Support this great cause by checking out www.brackish.life today. You think they gamble at Brackish Life? Oh, for sure. Kyle gambles. Okay. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> I mean, maybe we could get him on the show. We'll give yeah, him a, give him a couple cool. picks. Uh, all righty. <clears throat> so the Canadian division. Uh, as you could probably guess, it's all Canadian teams. There's also only seven of them instead of eight. They like the the league just really wants a Canadian team to win. They the Stanley really Cup. want the Leafs to yeah. go deep. So yeah. I'm okay with them getting a little help. Yeah, I'm, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I, put it this way: I'm I next. would much rather them have the seven team division than it be somebody else. Yeah. So we have the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Edmonton Oilers, the Vancouver Canucks, the Montreal Canadiens, the Calgary Flames, the Winnipeg Jets, and the Ottawa Senators. So uh, let's kind of breeze through this here, and we'll give you guys our picks at the end. It would be sacrilegious to not have a hockey podcast and talk about the Maple Leafs first, so that's exactly what we're going to do. Uh, there are literally no more excuses for this team. No, no. Time's uh, up. They have na- They now are in a division that is, I would say, relatively weak, uh, and they also don't have Boston or Tampa in their division anymore. So 
I guess the biggest question for me is, one, Joe Thornton, how does he impact the team? I think it, it's either going to sink that first line off the bat in the first 10 games or he's going to send them to the moon. It's one or the other, I feel like. Uh, Morgan Riley, I think, will probably have a Norris-caliber season. Freddie Anderson might quite literally play almost every game. There's yeah. going to be 56 games, and I'm going to say Freddie's going to play at least 46 of them, honestly. Yeah. yeah. They're back. They don't really a have a backup. Of, well, here's yeah. the thing, though. You got to remember, there's going to be a lot of back-to-backs, and there's going to be a lot of three and four. Yeah. So I, I still think Freddie's going to play. They don't have a backup. It's yeah, Jack Campbell. So yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it's not great. No. It's true. You can probably count on him to play like ten games or something. Yeah. I think it's you look at their forwards, and it's going to be interesting to see like how a guy like Jimmy VC or how Wayne Simmons, you know, jumps into this team and. Are they going to be that missing piece that sort of helps them tip the scale? Because obviously this team has had so many problems over the last, what, like five, six, seven years when it comes to making the playoffs and being successful in the playoffs. And they've even had like struggles in the regular season. Their defense was appalling last year. It's still not great. No. And then, you know, you look at the defense, they go out and they get rid of Tyson Berry, who I thought was a big problem for them, uh, which I was a little bit surprised at because the guy, you know, is pretty sick, to be honest. And they get his evil twin, TJ Brody. Exactly. And then they basically (laughs) bring back the same player. So uh, I like, hey, no, I I like the Brody signing. I do too, because it's basically getting Barry, but cheaper. And I think a little bit more reliable. Oh, I, I I think so. Yeah, I'm I'm a big TJ Brody fan, and there was a uh, there was an article, a Players Tribune article about him, and I I'm a bigger fan now. But yeah, if you haven't read that, go check it out. Give it a little Google search. I I think the Maple Leaf. Well, I don't think I know that the Maple Leafs are the Vegas favorites to win this at plus one fifty. <clears throat> I mean, it's hard to not think that they're going to make some noise. Still, you know, Marner. Nylander, Matthews, and then they get Joe. They still got Morgan Riley, Jake Muzzin, Freddie Anderson. They got a good core. It's it's definitely a good core. It's just an expensive-ass core. Yeah. So um, they, you know, to that point, they got to do this now while they can afford to keep all these people here. This is the best chance the Leafs might have in the next three years. Five years. Five years to have – a legitimate deep run. Yeah. I don't think they'll win the cup. I think they're in that tier one, depending who you are. I think they're Out in the tier one. Out of this division, I would yeah. say they're probably the most loaded. Well, yeah, and they yeah. go to the playoffs, right? You yeah. win the first two rounds, it's all inner division. I don't think there's anything sexy about right. this division. Yeah. That's their ticket to the third round for once. Yeah, pretty much. True. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we're going to go to the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, actually, let me rephrase that. The Edmonton McDavid's. <laughs> Uh, McJesus, Leon, yeah, great seasons last year. Leon, obviously, uh, winning the MVP. McDavid, McDavid, he's the best player in the NHL. Um, it's the same old, same old. I feel like I don't think they made a whole lot of offseason moves that would make me feel any different about the team. You just kind of don't really know. This is exactly the same, and then they lose Oscar Clefbaum for the year. That's such a – I feel like people aren't yeah. getting how big of a loss that's going to be for this yeah, team. Yeah, he blocked a lot of shots for them, too. Blocked a ton of shots, and honestly, he could contribute a little bit too offensively. I know he did some time on the power play with them, and now you take a guy like Ethan Bear, who's a young, and is basically going to be playing on your top defensive pairing with Darnell Nurse. So these guys, and then Caleb Jones, who's Seth Jones' brother, and then Patrick Russell, they're going to shoulder a lot of minutes, and – I don't know if it's going to be enough. 
I, I just, I don't. They're up front. They're set. Uh, Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, Cassian. That's a great line right there. I think Ryan Nugent Hopkins is probably one of the more underrated players in this league. Mm-hmm. I think people forget how sick he is. Um, Kaylor Yamamoto looked great last yeah, year. Yeah, he did. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if we're actually going to see Jesse Puljujarvi play this season as opposed to going back to Finland like he did last year. Um, I don't really know what to expect there. But then you look at their bottom six and, you know, Ennis, okay. Alex Chason, okay. Uh, Joss Archibald, you know, eh. there's not a ton of confidence I have in this team in their bottom six. And I feel like that was pretty much the story of them in the playoffs. It was the top six was doing everything. Not going to lie to you. The top two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Alex Chason might be my favorite non-capital in the league. Oh, yeah. I don't know I why. Him, I, I'm just a big fan. I mean, granted, he's not not that great. Usually yeah. doesn't play a huge role, but I just think he's a really good fourth liner. Yeah, and then James Neal's obviously day-to-day. But at, at, the end <laughs> of the, of at the end of the day, something tells me that the Oilers are going to be on the cusp. I think they will yep. get in, but I don't. I don't think it'll be goaltending is an issue. Yeah. yeah, because of that, I think cusp. Uh, probably get in. Though. I'd say probably fair. Also, Mike Smith's their goalie now. So just the is right. he? I yeah. thought it was no, him, he is. him and Koskinen. It right? is okay. Yeah, Mike Smith. It's the two yeah. of them. Uh, moving on, the Vancouver Canucks after a stellar playoff last year, and almost, they played the Stars in seven and lost, right or no? Uh, uh, I forget. Help me, Mac. Do you know? Was it the Blues? I can't remember. It's the Blues or Stars? No, the Stars beat um, – shit, why – God, we sound like some idiots right now. Nick, you got the Google? Yep, gotcha. Okay. Um, oh, my God, my brain. In the mean – yeah, food, food brains, brain. guys. We're, we're really struggling here. Vancouver lost to Vegas. Oh, Wow, right, 0 for right, 2. Right. Yeah. We tried. Um, they – they had they a really good series. They beat the Blues. They beat the Blues. And then lost to Vegas. Okay. Right. I remember that Instagram little bitch was all over us on that. So. Yeah. Okay. I can't oh, remember that's that right. kid's name. Yeah, yeah. That guy was such a dick. Oh, we, we, had, we, we, had, we, go. we had some <laughs> Western Canadian Vancouver. It's just like, you guys don't know anything. Clearly, I guess we did, and he was right about it. I mean, yeah, we but, slapped on the Canucks a little bit, yeah. but he didn't have to be so rude about it. We God. were trying to make it entertaining. Just, God, let us have some fun. <laughs> Well, the Canucks got two big upgrades this offseason, both ex-Capitals players that I think can propel them to the promised land, potentially. Uh, they signed goaltender Braden Holpe. Mm-hmm. He will now be part of the goaltending tandem, along with Thatcher Demko, uh, in lieu of Markstrom departing to Calgary. And they also signed Nate Schmidt, or traded for Nate Schmidt. Um, that's a huge bump to yeah. their decor, so... Uh, Quinn Hughes, sophomore campaign, had a stellar rookie campaign. You probably could have gone with either him or McCarr for the Calder. It doesn't really matter. They're, I, in my eyes, they're equal. Um, I expect Patterson to be in competition for both the MVP and the Art Ross. I, I think, think that's that completely fair. Yeah. Um, I think he works great with Besser. I love the idea of putting JT Miller on the top line with them. That really yep. just sounds sick to me. Uh, Canucks fans, learn the name Nils Hoglander and learn it well because this oh. guy is going to be fucking nuts this year. You're like Whitney when he called Patterson. You're calling this kid. Eh? This is that kid who, if you've seen any sick highlight from the Swedish national team over any tournament from the past two years, it was probably him. Okay. So he's the one that pulled like the like two different lacrosse moves yeah, in yeah, like yeah. the World Juniors and stuff like that. So. Um, he's going to be unreal, and I think he's uh, expected to play for them this year. Uh, Tanner Pearson, solid on the second line. I, I think if I Bo was Bo Horvat too. Yeah, Bo yeah. Horvat on the second line, I like a lot. I think 
in an ideal world, maybe Tanner Pearson would be on your third, but I think here it works. Not on your team. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Looking at their defense, I have a couple questions, but like Edler, solid. Quinn Hughes, great. Nate Schmidt, awesome. Then you got guys like Ole Ulevi, who really has sort of struggled a little bit, and then Tyler Myers, who I don't think had a great year last year, but I do like him on this team, so who knows. What happened to Jay Beagle? Why is he not? I know he's still on the team, but why is he not listed here anywhere? I think I he was know. bouncing between the AHL and okay. regular. Yeah. That's probably the case, yeah. Gaudet, I think, is their certified uh, fourth line center. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Like Brandon Sutter on the third line, too. Yeah. All right, well, I think, you know, with this team, it's sort of like what I was going to say with Edmonton. Like, both of those teams last year were sort of on the cusp about making it into the playoffs, and they both did. And I think sort of that's what's going to happen with Vancouver again this year. It's just a question of, you know, you got a guy like Tyler Toffoli last year who worked great for them, and now he's gone. So that's sort of a big loss. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. And uh, what's his name? Denny something, I think. Oh, shit. You're right. Anyway, he's going to come after me again. Danny 4500. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, now I'm about to uh, come after him again because I'm about to say that uh, I I don't think – I think the Canucks are a little overhyped this year. I I definitely think that they could make the playoffs. I'm not saying they can't. They very well might. But I think in general people are like, oh, my God, Elias Pettersson is going to just, like, carry this team. Like, I don't think he's capable of just absolutely carrying a team yet. Like, yes, he's a very skilled player, but I don't think him alone can, you know, propel this team to no. first in the division or no, something like no that. No one player can do that except for I would say ninety seven, but he you know, he tried. And yeah. He yeah. still had help. He did really try. Um I don't know. I, I kinda like the Canucks. I like him. I like I, watching their games. I just I sorta of agree with Mac. This I don't, Hoglander kid yeah. now now you got my curiosity. Yeah, okay. That <laughs> nah, sounded bad. Yeah. Well <laughs> that backfired. Hoglander, I hardly know. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think they're on the edge. I don't see them getting in, though. Oh, uh, man. All right, and now next, uh, we're going to hop over to Quebec. We got the Montreal des Canadiens. Les Habitants. Yeah, um, or whatever the fuck they're called because they beat me in the playoffs last year. Um, Carey Price, that's about what I got. Call me crazy. No. I'm looking. I'm, with you. I'm looking at this roster, and I'm gonna go ahead and buy in. Same. No, same. Yep. I'm, yeah. no. I'm on the Habs no. train. Yeah. I no, think no. they're sick. Yep. I think they're actually really sick. Also, this means nothing, but I played with them in NHL with this <laughs> roster really like recently, and they were actually kind of dope. Okay, so. so I like I look at like Thomas Tatar, Philip Deneau, Brendan Gallagher. That's your first line. Jonathan Drouin, Nick Suzuki, Suzuki, Josh Anderson. That's your second line. Toffoli's on the third line. Toffoli on the third line with Kotkaniemi and Joel Armia. I like that a lot. So I think in a division like this, like, it's a like fully healthy team, Harrison, like you were saying with the Leafs, like it was, it's a advantageous position. Second time I've used that word uh, for them to be in. You know they have a better shot of making the playoffs because of the division they're in, and I think that's what ends up happening they're with this. Gr- they're teams. a gritty team, and yeah. that Josh Anderson signing, I really like that. I do, yeah. especially if you got him on the second line. Joel Armia, for I mean, <laughs> I'd say ninety nine percent of you listening don't know who this guy is. A huge body, 
who is a gamer in yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. Big he, time gamer. He was throwing it around against Philly and Pittsburgh. And so. he was great with uh, the Jets when he was in Winnipeg. I also I look at the Habs defense, and I, I see four solid, steady Eddie defensemen. I see Ben Sherratt, Shea Weber, Jeff Petrie, and Joel Edmondson. I have question marks about Brett Kulak and Alexander Romanov, but um, – Daily Faceoff has their first pairing as the 11th best, their second as the fifth best, and their third is the fourth best overall in the league. So uh, you got to love those numbers. And then, you know, like you said, Carey Price and then Jake Allen. I don't. If something goes wrong. Exactly. Yeah. And I think Jake Allen is a very solid backup in what I assume to be an 80 20 split. Yeah. And again, wow. with, with all these teams, you, you have to have a somewhat decent backup goalie in a 60 yes. or in a 56 game season when there's tons of back to backs and three games and four nights. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at this, this lineup and I'm, I'm right there with with you, Nick. I think there's tons of players on, uh, you know, multiple different lines here that, that can contribute. I don't know. I'm not buying in. I'm buying in. You got do you so he doesn't so Mac doesn't buy in on the Canucks. Do you buy in on the Canucks? I don't. Okay, so this is I, I guess I'm the I solo. I just I trade. don't see enough depth on the Canucks. That's I, my. Thing. I think on paper this Habs team is better than the Canucks, and I agree. This is where I see more depth than I do with the Habs. Or, he's with, or be with the Canucks, so he's gonna be so pissed. <laughs> I'm I'm probably he's, he's just like literally <laughs> he's, like he's, me. Doing, he's, he's typing his comment right now. His, he his old lady's like, "Honey, what are you doing?" And he's going outside and like punching his like you know metal <laughs> trash can. He's like, "Stupid fucking empty bag." <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I'm I'm on the opposite. I think the the Habs are a fluke. They're a fluke. They they had a lucky run. I don't know how many times I have to say it. They wouldn't have made the playoffs <laughs> if there wasn't a worldwide pandemic that literally brought the entire world to a halt. So I'm not buying. If they didn't have that last year, they finished 24th and were like, uh, yeah, time to rebuild, whatever. That's that is and I'm, true. I'm standing by it. You're not true. wrong. And I'm buying. But, I'm buying Vancouver. But. There was a worldwide pandemic, God. and they did make the playoffs, and they didn't sell, they didn't abandon ship, they didn't rebuild, and they're sitting pretty right now, and they are going to make the playoffs. Okay, so let's make this interesting. So if the Canucks and the Habs make the playoffs, nothing happens. Right. If they both miss the playoffs, nothing happens. Yep. If Vancouver makes the playoffs, I will let you go into my account and make any bet you want under $100. Okay. And if the Habs make the playoffs and, and the, the Canucks, Canucks don't, don't, I expect the same. Okay, fair. So I got a tat on my ass and a hundred bucks <laughs> on. I'm it's just a uh, I'm just the third party that witnessed both of these right. bets. And, and <laughs> the, not- the notary. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All also, right. I Bre- like that. Brendan Gallagher. He's a rat. I hardly know her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't like. Him. That was kind of funny, actually. Um. Okay, who's next? Yeah, I think we gotta move on from that. Yeah. Um, we got Calgary. Kind of a strange year. So weird. Two years ago, they were the fl- on fire. Pun intended. Nice. Uh, yeah, one out of ten joke. I'm good for those. And then last season, they kind of sucked. Yeah. So what's going? Well, they on? made the playoffs. They just went like <laughs> they got they got curb stomped. They went like dead fish in the playoffs. Yeah. But- so what's going on? I mean, this it doesn't is make a sense. this is a very like this team reminds me of like an angsty teenager or something. Gotcha. Like like they're so emotion driven and so like you know 
they can they can show up on any given night and and tear it up and and be gritty or if they're just not in the right mood or something yeah. they they just like you just have never a shit know what game and like yeah they they're just like I'm gonna, very moody like yeah. that. I'm going to take a page out of your book and make an analogy and I think it's fitting because of their mascot. So My book? Got, no, Max. Oh, okay. I don't have a book. Analogy King. Um, <laughs> I can't even write. <laughs> dictated but not read yeah um no not even so you guys watch game of thrones right nah, I'm, a, I'm an idiot i've never watch. seen it. are you okay so for the game of thrones people out there the joke was every time a targaryen is born the gods flip a coin Ooh. that's the exact same thing that happens with this team every time they hit the ice a coin is flipped literally enough, like, yeah. you know that's what happens Sorry, I was that being that said, they've secrets. got some guys on paper that that can totally get it done and and should you know should be expected to get it done. Johnny Goudreau has been here for a good while now. Yeah. He should be expe- he should be expected to kind of carry the blunt force of this team and and help out. I mean, Matthew Kachuk, I've loved what I've seen from him. Loved I think him. he brings a lot of fire, no pun intended, nice. fire to that lineup. We really got to stop with this like slam. It, they just it, write but, themselves. Yeah. It's it's hard not to um, do it. I think I mean, the Flames your are boy decent. Dominic Simone. Oh God, if he can't, dude, the <laughs> king of the whiffs can't hit a one timer to save his life. I don't hate this team on paper. I, you know, maybe I in my head I didn't really think of them as that good of a team. I'm looking at them on paper. It's not as bad as people paint it out to be. Um, the defense, I'm a little suspect on them. I'm, I'm not sold. I think this is a. Four through six seed type team. I yeah. I would agree with yeah. you. My thing, like, I sort of put this team like finishing where Vancouver and Montreal are, and then I look at their lineup and I'm like, Kachuk, Lindholm, Gaudreau, Monahan, like they should be better. They this should. team should be better than those teams, and I think maybe you can point some of the concerns towards the back end, but. Um, I got true number one now is the only difference. They got Markstrom in the offseason. Yeah, that's he played sick last yeah, year. Yeah, that's that's a big get. So if he keeps that up, I think I think it's possible for them to you know be a, a real force in the league. But I kind of see them as a middle of the pack. Gotcha. They're not a purgatory team. Yeah. Yet, I think if they keep it up, I think they could. <laughs> I yeah. But we're we're, we're trending in yeah. that way. Uh, next, the Winnipeg Jets. In my opinion, this is the most interesting team. In the division. For Not sure. to watch. But, like, what the hell are we going to get? The Jets will either be second to last, Ottawa last, obviously, or they're going to be first. And I don't think And I don't think there's an in-between. I don't. I really don't. And let me tell you why. I think last year was a little bit of a freak incident. Um you know, they had Shifley go down with that nasty injury. Like he got, that was, he got, right. that was gruesome. He got was cut brutal. in the ankle, I think. Yeah. Um, and I know that they also had some problems uh, in the offseason with line A per usual because that's always there. And Blake Wheeler went down, so that kind of sucks. Yep. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like the Jets kind of have it. I love Kyle Connor. They got Paul Stastny in the offseason. Matthew Perot's a solid third liner. Um, I don't like their D. Yeah, that's see. That's the problem. The bottom that's line with the their problem. D is just doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. That's right? that's the problem. Yeah. So I, I you know, Morrissey is like probably their best defenseman. Yeah, that's and he can't do it all. Good. Harry, yeah. I, I agree with you in the sense that they're either going to be last. I don't think I'll say last or first, but I would say like last or like third. Yeah, I kind of agree. Like, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of feel like their big guns are like 
big guns. And their top six is nasty. The top six is nasty. And honestly, there's some, sure. there's some good pieces on their bottom six that are good, too. I like. I, I think I, the forward group is solid. Yeah, it it's really defense. Is. So. Well, and here's the part that I mean, that the goaltending's good. Well, Hellebuck's Hellebuck, the best in the league. Best the best he's the best the goalie in the league, in my yeah. opinion. So that's a huge... And even Laurent Brossois, yeah, he, 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 can, he, he can be fine. He can year. totally play 15 games if he needs to. God, what the hell is going to happen in this division? Who the fuck knows? I don't know, but what I do know is that the Ottawa Senators will be last because yes. guess what? They gave Matt Murray a four-year contract <laughs> for over $6 million per. I actually don't hate Matt Murray, contrary to what most of you probably think. I love Matt Murray. You've just been victimized by Matt Murray. I'm that's very the, hard on him yeah. because I love him so yeah. much, and that's the problem. And you know what? I think the Senators have a bright future. I don't think it's going to happen this year. Could be wrong. I don't know. I, I'm kind of all over the place right now with my, where my mind thinks this is going to end up. But, you know, if the Senators ended up finishing like fifth, it wouldn't shock me. Like if they somehow got above Winnipeg, if they came in last. The and, shortened season helps them because if they get hot, yeah. they could take some points away from people. Matt Murray could go on a hot streak and, he, he and could. win a bunch of games for them too. But I'm excited to see what Tim Stutzel does. He time. was so good in the World Junior. So he's, Jake Stutzel? Yeah, Jake Schutzel <laughs> or whatever you wrote you earlier. Had, you, had, you had to tell that story? <laughs> so we were, um, we were making the notes in our, in our shared Empty Better super secret Google Drive uh, for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Harrison meant to write Tim Stutzel, and he wrote Jake Schutzel, <laughs> Schutzel or something like that. So you can't even pronounce this. No, it's just it was so it you know gotta love it. It's just things like that that make you smile. But um, yeah, they have Stutzel slated on their second line in the left wing slot now. I think that's a perfect place for him to start the season. I kind of like that they have Gelchenyuk. Yeah, I think that was a good pickup for them. Fuck no, he stinks. Yeah, I'm yeah, not good. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see Eric Brandstrom in like a full time role. I think that's going to be sick. I, I feel think, like uh, I feel like when you have players like Duclair, who's not there anymore, but Duclair or like Gelchenyuk, maybe Gelchenyuk does have a good year, but he's. I, he just has been bouncing around so much. I'm like, dude, you kind of yeah. like you. You might have to hang it up, like especially if it doesn't work. I don't work know out about hang it up, but. You know, maybe uh, I'll hang that shit up. He ma- stinks. Maybe Europe. He did um, nothing. Yeah, he did nothing right. for us. Yeah. Uh, I I don't hate the Dadnov move. I feel like that's low risk, high re- reward for them. You yeah. Know, just hey, let's say he puts up twenty. Mm-hmm. There you go. But love. Kachuk. I feel like yeah. Drake Batherson is the name of a player that like you're playing video games and like that. Players created like for, it's just like a generic yeah name. exactly the, the, the game itself the game is made, like yeah, yeah sure this is an NHL player yeah. Drake Batherson yeah. he's pretty good though he's you actually like decent that like the computers in NHL like video games have had the same last names for like ten years yep yeah they're just recycling all the famous hockey players that we've what about Literally. Artem Zub yeah <laughs> Artem Zub yeah, that's that was name. just like they were. Just, like an EDM they artist. were doing like NHL 21, and like the the software engineer's <laughs> cat just walked across the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's what happened with the one we had. Harrison. Yeah, yeah, no, that's actually what happened. <laughs> oh, when I wrote Jake Stutzel. No, the, no, the Finnish we... defenseman's name we had you pronounce. Oh, I don't even remember what that oh, was. Yeah. I got food brain mad right now. All right, so let's hear the odds for this division. Yeah. So we got the Maple Leafs at plus 150. The Oilers at plus 275, and then a big drop-off. Canucks at plus 500, Canadians at plus 600, Flames at plus 650, Jets at plus 650, and the Senators at plus 10,000. Jesus. Jesus. All right, boys. 
What do you got? Division winner. <clears throat> I want to go last this time. Um, it's kind of like what we said to uh, about how it was Tampa's division to lose. I think it's Toronto's division to lose. They they should be able to handle this easily, and I am going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they will handle it easily and win the division. Oh, I go. Are you go last? Yeah, Canucks. Okay. Wow. Um, I'm not kidding. I don't think the Leafs. The Leafs can't deal with pressure, and I don't think the Oilers should be second. I wouldn't hate, like, you can kind of put the Canucks, and in my opinion, sometimes the Jets, I guess in the other two's opinions, the Canadians, kind of in that, oh, they could make a run at it. Mm-hmm. I'm going with the Canucks. I'm going to say the Oilers. You say Oilers? Yeah. I don't I don't know why. I just have some feeling that Toronto's going to go through their yearly crisis where they completely shuffle their lines, and it just doesn't work, and they flatline for like 10 games, and the Oilers get them by like a point or two. Yeah, and then the Leafs maybe climb back to second by the exactly. end of it. I can so, totally see that. That's fair. I, I, I foresee like the Canucks being the one seed, and everybody on TSN and Canada is going nuts. and like, oh my God, the Canucks are good, and like the city starts like burning shit and Again. stuff. Again. No, 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 <laughs> like, you have to wait for them to lose first. And, <laughs> and then, then, they, and then they just blow it in the first round. Right. It's like, uh, I, that's what I kind of And then of they burn more shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they burn more shit. They went from like blankets to couches, just like <laughs> right. that. So, um, do you do you want to do a top four who you think makes it real quick or no? Yeah, I think that's so interesting for this it's division. So hard. So I want to hear what you guys have to say for this. Uh, I'll go first. So obviously, I'm going to have Vancouver. Um, I'm going to go Vancouver, Toronto, Edmonton, and then this is where it gets tricky. That last team, you could pick Montreal, Calgary, or Winnipeg. I think I'm gonna go. Calgary. Leafs, Oilers, Habs, Flames. Not in that order. Right. You don't have the Nucks. I don't have the Nucks. You got my So this is really a battle of Montreal versus Vancouver. So I think Leafs for sure, and this is also in no order. I think Leafs for sure. I do think the well Mine were in no order, by the way. The, my yeah. only hesitation with the Oilers is the goaltending. I don't know if yeah. Mike Smith can like not shit the bed for I the I don't think year. he'll start. I think Koskinen well, will start. Well, I don't know if either of them can. Yeah. Whatever. I think they'll make it. I think the Leafs and the Oilers, assuming they can figure it out and goal, will be fine. Um, the Habs. And then I don't know if it's going to be the Jets or the Nucks. I'm tempted to say the Jets because of Hellebuck, mm-hmm. but that decor is so sketchy, yeah. and I also just don't think Braden Holpe lets his team miss the playoffs. So yeah. I think I'm actually going to say Leafs, Oilers, Habs, Nucks. Okay. Okay. And there you have it. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The official 2021 NHL season empty betters previews have now concluded – Happy gambling this season. We will be publishing our picks in a variety of ways. Stay tuned on the social media for that. Be sure to hit the website to check out the new gambling center. Click the tab bets. It's going to be sick. We're going to be able to basically post them almost in real time. And you guys can, I think there's an option for you guys to comment, like them, you know, track them that way, you know, say, Hey, I love this pick or Hey, you're a bag of dog shit, you know, whichever one um, comes to mind. So, Go to our website and click the bets tab at the top for that. And we're also going to have a couple widgets in there that have like one's a ticker and one has, um, you know, odds for the year. So it'll be your basically your one stop shop for uh, making some money this year. Yeah. And obviously we'll still be publishing picks in the pod. That's kind of, you know, obviously what we're founded on and we'll be dishing those out on the uh, Insta, but more so the Twitter. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Empty Betters. Uh, we like to do a lot of live live pick stuff from there. So keep an eye out for that. 
Alrighty. Well, hockey's back. It's officially here. Drop the puck. It was a pleasure recording with you guys live. Yeah. Mac, it's awesome having no you doubt. in town. This has been Glad a ton to of fun. Glad to be here. Hopefully we'll do it again sometime soon. Definitely. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, without further ado. Class dismissed. Cause in my